everyone. I am Carla Jakubovic, hostess of the Swiss Learning Podcast, and thanks for listening. Swiss Learning represents 16 prestigious schools in Switzerland, and they're experts at finding the right fit for each student. This season, we will showcase our heads of schools to share their stories and insights with you. Today, we're welcoming Nicola Sparrow, school director at Eglon College. Nicola, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, and thank you for inviting me on the show. Absolutely. Tell us where you were born and raised. How did you grow up? Uh, So I was born in Bath, which is a small town in the southwest of England. I lived in Bath until I was 24. And in fact, I've lived longer outside of the UK now than I ever lived in the UK. My upbringing was fairly typical. Uh, My parents both worked. I went to a grammar school and then on to university. And while I love the UK, having an international experience, which I thought would be two years and has now been 30 or so, has been defining and life changing in a very positive way. Wow, that sounds incredible. Who was your childhood hero and why? So I, my childhood hero was Wonder Woman. I would like to say it's because she saved people. She was caring. She was intelligent. But if I'm really honest, I loved how fast she could run. <laughs> I loved that she had beautiful hair. And to top it all, she wore a cape. I mean, you can't get much better than that. <laughs> totally agree. But also instilling these qualities in students, you know, helping others and, and sometimes literally saving others. That does sound uh, ideal. But I guess all and of us girls... And having great hair. And if I could wear a cape, I would. <laughs> I think all of us girls are on the same page with you, Nicola, there. Um, how about a meaningful teacher or mentor that you met along the way? Was there anyone you feel impacted your life? So I've been really fortunate throughout my schooling years, um, throughout my university. And in fact, even including when I did an MBA a few years ago, I've had pretty inspirational teachers. But when I was 13, I had a new maths teacher called Mr. Brown, and he taught me about more than maths. He taught me that education could change lives. And he also taught me that maths really wasn't so difficult, which is something until that stage I wouldn't have believed. Nicola, at what point did you realize you were going to be in education? Did you know early on? How did you end up in this industry? I certainly didn't know early on. I know many of my colleagues who are teachers have parents who are teachers, were always destined for teaching. So I was the first person in my family to actually go to university. And that was a phenomenal step. That was that was what I thought, you know, wow, I'm going to university. And in my final year at university in London, I wasn't really sure what to do. So I'd applied for all sorts of jobs and I'd received job offers from Pricewaterhouse, um, IBM, And I'd also received an offer to do a PhD at Oxford. And that's what I thought I wanted to do, but I didn't get the funding at the last minute. So they said, you know what, come do a course where you will have funding and then you can do your, your, your PhD. So I, I found a course at Oxford that I could do and it happened to be a teaching course, a PGC we call it. And within three weeks, I told them I'm not gonna do a PhD, I'm a teacher. This is my passion. This is my love. I want to be in schools. I don't think I loved school as a student, but being back in schools as a teacher 
and seeing the impact that you could have. And also, you know, my history teacher, a realization that I could continue reading history books and get paid for it. <laughs> uh, Nicola, how would you describe your leadership style? I'm not sure I have a leadership style, but as a person, I, I try hard to be kind, to be positive, fair, honest. I value integrity and openness in others. I am really fortunate to have an amazing leadership team whose skills and experience complement one another. And I'm really lucky that they are honest and direct with me. And when I have a ridiculous idea, they say that's a ridiculous idea. <laughs> uh, sometimes we all need that. Or when I'm having a day, they say, you know, you're having a bad day. Think about this. And I'm really lucky to have that team around me. And I really value that. Um, Nicola, what's something most of us don't know about Eglon? So Eglon is a really unique school. Um, I've been here, this is my 11th year. And I'm still finding out things that I didn't know about Eglon. It has a, a long history. Um, but I think the three things that I would probably highlight we are a not-for-profit school, uh -huh. so we don't have an owner. So all of the money that we make in profit goes back into the school. We don't pay dividends. That goes back into the education and the facilities for the students. We use some of that money and also some of the philanthropic donations to have a fairly significant scholarship programme. So as a Swiss boarding school, we understand that our fees are high. You know, you that, that's how it is, but we also have a scholarship program and support around 20 scholars at any one time within Eglon. And that gives us the diversity. So as an international school, we have a diversity of nationality. We have a diversity of cultures, but what the scholarship program gives us is a socioeconomic diversity. And I think that really adds to us as a school and who we are. And I suppose, the third thing I would probably highlight is we have daily meditations, which I think is quite unique. Absolutely. I did not know that myself. Um, you were describing, you know, the diversity and the, you know, various nationalities and students there are there. Um, could you talk to us about any memorable students, anyone who comes to mind? I mean, there are so many students. That's why that's why we have schools. That's why we do the jobs we do. The most memorable students for me are the students who go on a journey. Uh, I can think of a student who arrived and I remember, in fact, I remember interviewing the student and thinking, I'm not sure I'm making the right decision, but something's telling me to admit this student. It wasn't a great interview. They didn't show huge potential. They weren't terribly enthusiastic about coming to Eglon, but something said, admit this student. And their first year was not smooth, to say the least. And I thought, what have I done? But I look at the journey that student went on. And that student had a transformational journey. They left Eglon after four years as one of the most hardworking, polite, respectful and funny people I've ever known. They went on to university. Um, he's now working for a not-for-profit organisation focused on climate change, uh, has three children who are delightful. And whenever I see him at alumni events, I often remind him of who he was when he started. And for me, you know, of course, it's wonderful to have students who get accepted to Harvard or Yale or Princeton or Oxford or Cambridge. 
But for me, the most memorable students are the students who have a journey at Eglon, who are transformed by their experiences and who are open to being different people. Eglon now has been around for how long? Is it 70 plus years? It's almost 75 years. We're coming up to our 75th anniversary. So that should be a big party. I'm sure it will be. Uh, my question regarding that is, how do you innovate without compromising tradition? So I would say our ethos and our values are phenomenally important, and traditions certainly have their place. So when I talk about Eglon traditions, laps, meditations, expeditions, our history is a part of who we are, and at times needs to be preserved in current practices and current um, uh, traditions that we've kept up with. But history isn't the sole definition of who we are today. You know, new buildings, an emphasis on learning and pedagogy, new boarding houses, new partnerships. Uh, we've just signed a partnership deal with Manchester City, uh, where we now have a Manchester City coach and we go to Manchester City Soccer Club uh, for training. They're all important in who we are. And it's important that schools evolve. So innovation and entrepreneurial spirit, a focus on sustainability and future proofing are all important aspects of the development of Eglon. And we need to ensure we keep hold of our past and we are proud of our past, but we continue to be the transformational, inspirational, unique school that also evolves with times. And for me, trying to stay ahead of the curve, trying to be unique, be different. Don't copy what other schools are doing. Be true to yourself. Look for ways in which you can be innovative and different. I absolutely love that. And Nicola, the school has a very difficult task, which is to prepare students for a world that will be much different from what we know today. What does that process look like? So for me, I think not forget the curriculum. The curriculum has to be taught. Classrooms, learning is important because examinations are still a tangible result of our time at school. But if we're looking to prepare students for the future, actually it's all about a skills-based learning program. It's about learning that goes beyond the curriculum. It's about new innovation and entrepreneurial spirit. It's about soft skills. It's about human skills. It's about ensuring multicultural experiences and openness to learn and openness to change, to be adaptable, to work with others. If you can install in young people those values, those skills, I am pretty sure they will be able to evolve with the world and be um, pioneers of future programs, future successes. I love that about, about boarding schools because so much of the learning actually happens outside of the classroom. I think generally in, in life, learning doesn't happen in those formal learning situations. Learning happens at other times. Absolutely. Nicola, in your opinion, what's the best problem to be solving in 2023? So there are so many problems that need solving. I would say, you know, the energy crisis, the cost of living crisis, rising inflation, food supply, cyber attacks on critical infrastructure. You could take your pick. That said, I'm a huge optimist. I believe the answer to all of these problems does lie in education. And I have tremendous faith in the young. I look at some of the students here. They don't have the answers now, but they have the belief in themselves that they will have the answers. And that, for me, makes me feel more optimistic about the future. 
Nicola, the kids are quote-unquote molded during their formative years in schools, and they certainly leave transformed. In what aspect do you feel Eglon contributes the most? So I think character-based education is something that Eglon has always prided itself on. It's not new for us. We are incredibly proud of our exam results. You know, we're an IB World Top 50 uh, school, but we are not an exam factory, anything but. So students here must do a minimum number of expeditions per term, but they often do more. And when you're on an expedition, you're learning mountain biking or sailing, or you're learning how to put up a tent in the rain. But what you're actually learning is resilience and tenacity and leadership and compassion and self-belief. And different students will take away different experiences with them and be influenced and moulded by those different experiences. I suppose I really hope that a love of learning in its broadest sense, an openness to other cultures, a spirit of education and a genuine belief they can accomplish great things is how I hope that we are moulding students or transforming students. Absolutely. What does the future of education look like to you? Do you envision traditional classrooms to still exist in the future? I think schools will exist because I think that that social interaction is so important and COVID showed us that. Classrooms, they're always evolving. You know, we we are doing a lot of research and a lot of investment in different types of classrooms. Exams will change. But I think we have to remember that education is about more than classrooms and exams. And education in its broadest sense will always impact the future. Um, and again, we go back to education being about more than the dates on a page in a history book, how to solve an equation in a, in a maths lesson. Education for me is about the person you become and the soft skills you develop and the beliefs that you hold dear and your ability to be able to interact with others, both within your peer group uh, and, and others, people that you know, people that you don't know. And that will always be important, I think. I know the school is incredibly diverse. How many nationalities are currently represented at Eglon? We have 66 nationalities amongst our 420 students um, and our staff is increasingly diverse as well. And it's about living together, but it's about more than living together. It's about thriving when you live together, you know, not just managing to live together. In our, in our boarding houses, we try really hard not to have, you know, one boarding house that's dominated by one nationality or two nationalities, but rather a real spread across our 10 boarding houses. We have boarding houses which are quite large and that suits some students. We have boarding houses which are much more small and intimate and that suits other students. But whichever house they go into, there's a real affinity, I would say, to that house. Um, I have three children. They're, they, My eldest graduated Eglon last year, but they will all do their whole education, I hope, at Eglon. And normally you would expect two brothers to be in the same house, but I'm... I, I, with their, their house parents, decided my younger son should be in a different house to my elder son because they're so very different yeah. and they need different things. Uh, and I think schools have a responsibility to know their students and to ensure that the programs that they're providing are bespoke enough that everyone can thrive in the school that they choose. That's fantastic. Nicola, what does success mean in your role? 
Success in my role uh, doesn't mean a bigger campus or a, more facilities, although that would be nice. It doesn't even mean fantastic exam results, although I'm proud we are getting them. It doesn't mean parents who donate more and more, although that's always nice. I think success means primarily happy students, students who are um, challenged, who are fulfilled, who are principled, who leave with integrity and know what they can do. Not every student will be able to change the world, but every student can change their own world in some way and have the confidence to be able to do that. And, and I think the self-belief um, to be able to make changes, to be able to help others, service is very important to us here at Eglon. Uh, and I think that's the most important thing in terms of success in my role. I absolutely love that, which is keeping the happiness of students at the core of it all and everything else you mentioned. It's just such a nice bonus. But of course, at the end of the day, not losing sight of the of the happiness of everyone who, who goes through through the journey at Eglon. Nicole, I can't believe we're already here uh, near the end of the podcast. Uh, so before we let you go, any final message or advice for parents or students who are considering joining Eglon? So if uh, you have parents or students who are considering Eglon as a possibility, my best advice would be try and come and see us. Try to visit the campus. Try to come on a day like today where the sky is blue and the sun is out and we have tremendous views and you can take full advantage of our alpine environment. But actually, that doesn't really matter. Come and see our facilities. Come and meet our teachers. But most importantly, spend time with our students. We have a system where wherever possible, if you want to come for a tour, we will have students tour the campus with you. And they are incredibly honest, but they are also our best ambassadors. And if you really are considering Ed Eglon as a, an option, come and see us, make an appointment, come and visit the campus, come and see what, what you love about it, ask questions and, and see the students, visit the students. Nicole, I feel like there's so much more that I want to ask you. So if any of our parents or students wish to continue this conversation, can they find you on LinkedIn? They can find me on LinkedIn, uh, they can find me on Facebook, or they can just go onto the Eglon website and drop me an email and I'll be delighted to either reply to the email or have a telephone conversation or even better, welcome them to the Eglon campus. Fantastic. Nicole, I've really enjoyed having you on the podcast this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very much. Have a lovely day. And if anyone else has any questions about anything else they heard on the podcast today, feel free to contact me at carla at swisslearning.com. Thanks for listening and until next time. Thank you.